Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast tonight. Cheers, your host, Two Chains, along with the good fellas, D Wayne himself and Mr. Silly Sellers. What's going on, y'all? Free agent track, and that's what I'm doing all night long. <laughs> what the 49ers doing out there, man? Nothing, because they're horrible. <laughs> well, nothing, nothing compared to the Cowboys. We signed seven free agents, so we're trying to build a franchise around again. Let's talk about that for a second. D-Wayne, how you feeling about your man, the savior, <laughs> Tony Romo, leaving the I'm big star in Dallas? Perfectly fine with it. What? Y'all, y'all the most unloyal fans ever. You cannot just say you're not cool with your guy leaving. You guys gave him that huge contract. We got a new guy in town. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's I don't know what they say. How you get the job is how you're going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> it is the art of the business, but come on now. That's your guy. That's your guy. That's your guy. You, you don't do that. It's like when Steve Smith left us, man. We we were sad, but we didn't act like we turned our back on. We always welcome, welcome him back and... He's an ambassador. He still lives in Carolina, so he will always be a always be a Panther. Did he? Did he go to the Super Bowl without him? No, both times they was in the. Oh yeah, I mean lately, yeah. Yeah, no, we, one time with him, one time without him. Oh, That's okay. cool. Y'all That's cool. Man, we had a tremendous year that year, and I don't think it had anything to do with our wide receiver play. Considering we had like Ted Ginn, Jericho Cautry, and. Um, Philly Brown as our receiver, so you call it how you want on that one. But anyway, I'm gonna talk about no football. Let's get into some wrestling discussions. We got so many topics for the week. Uh, first off, I'd like to just uh, again give a special shout out to Matt Ryan of Capital Wrestling and um, and um, Mike King of um, Nova Pro for being on the show within the last week. Uh, look forward to. Coming out to both the promotions again, um, the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast will be in the building this Friday at the Ennerdale Fire uh, Fire Department. Um, this Friday, eight o'clock for Nova Pro's Great Expectation Card. Uh, will the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast will be sponsoring the Rachel Ellery and Veda Scott match? So we'll be in the building. And tonight, <clears throat> we will be announcing our winner for the special fan who will win their free ticket to Nova Pro's event this Friday. So, again, um, we will make that announcement later, but we look forward to being there and uh, being in a good, fun environment, talking about uh, watching some good wrestling. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, um, other than that, everybody's doing good. My fellow partners. Yes, sir. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. You're not responding. Got quiet there for a second. <laughs> no, no, no. I responded. I don't know if my mic was off or anything, but I said yes, sir. But yeah, I'm ready to go. 
All right, cool, cool, cool. So let's get into obviously our first topic, and it comes in full, full smack you right in the face, dealing with AJ Styles, who has arguably been one of the hottest superstars in WWE over the last year. Um, obviously him and Chris Jericho, uh, this is, is for debate, but nonetheless, AJ Styles has had one phenomenal year, all pun intended. But as you can see, he fell short against his match with Randy Orton on SmackDown to be in WrestleMania's main event picture, which, um, you know, uh, uh, SmackDown went off air. But if you continue to watch and, you know, follow the YouTube page or um, was on the network, you notice that there was a backstage uh, scuffle between him, uh, Shane McMahon, with other legends, if you, uh, if you recognize their faces, back there between the two. Which is ultimately making the rumor come full circle here of the rumored match of AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, which I am not a fan of at all. At all. You got somebody with such great talent, great wrestling talent to face Shane. Oh, God. But that brings us to our first question of the night, and that is, does AJ Styles honestly deserve to be in the main event picture and not this match versus shaming man that is looks to be manifesting what did you got what's your what's your guys take on this well it depends on who you ask that question to if you ask it to vincent kennedy mcmahon of course he doesn't deserve to be in there because he wants his guys to be top notch now if you ask him vincent mcmahon he's going to say okay aj styles you were the champion for good matches we debuted you you had a good run but it's not your time to be at mania i want brandy orton to be up there at mania i want my son to, to give some good rubs against you. That's that's what I want in my mania. But to every other fan that you would probably ask, of course they want AJ to be up there because AJ probably is the best wrestler on the roster. So why not put the best wrestler on the roster in your top match? So it really depends on you ask right here. If you ask me, in my opinion, if I want to break the tie, I'm okay with AJ not being in the main event because you have a story building with Randy Orton and the Wyatt family that fits, uh, that fits in that honor. AJ Styles go against Shane. Now, just because Shane had the epic moment or epic The Undertaker last year, that doesn't mean Shane needs to be in every single WrestleMania moment. But um, I'm okay with AJ. Okay, so I'm going to to say something. (laughs) Go for it. Let's really think about it. While we all like AJ Styles, does SmackDown really have a lot of main event people that he can face right now? Not a storyline, no. No. In that case, the match with Shane McMahon makes sense because guess what? It is a high-profile match. What? Excuse me. What is Luke Harper doing for WrestleMania? If I recall, two weeks ago, that match he had on SmackDown was one of the best main events SmackDown has had, and then he again displayed his skills against Randy Orton in another great SmackDown um, main event match. So you put in two good wrestling talents against Mr. One Spot Fest, arguably might hurt himself again. He doesn't deserve he, that. He, it doesn't matter if he deserves it. The simple fact that if this AJ Styles <laughs> profile match. See, this is where, mm. this is where WWE gets it wrong. You got the hottest free agent of 2015 coming in has one of the best 2016s ever. Um, And you don't feel like he's worthy to be in the main event? 
you gave him the title, cool. He has the, the following. He has the skill. He has the face at that. Let's not forget he main invented Russell Kingdom against Shinsuke Nakamura. So we're, we're not even going to make this argument if either one of them are marketable material for the main event because it's been done. So I, go ahead. I, I guess what I'm saying is from a storyline perspective, honestly, AJ Styles has been in, in the storylines where you can invest interest in, but I don't right now. I didn't see him in a storyline where I said, I'm intrigued by I was intrigued before the whole sister Abigail burning of where the Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt storyline could have went. Mm-hmm. Why that happened. So I didn't have an issue with that because I think it's a, honestly a great storyline. Think that they could add an element in there with Luke Harper being a triple threat match and Randy turn at WrestleMania. I think that'll be a little bit more better. But again, it's it makes sense as far as AJ Styles. I think that he suffers because there's a lack of main event people on SmackDown. I think there's a lot of main event talent on SmackDown. That's what I think. I think there's a lot of people that can that that's either have head headlined at WrestleMania before or can do it. I mean, arguably, only so, person that are not confident on is Apollo Cruz, <laughs> but everybody else can do it. I mean, Barry Corbin could do it if you know think, if he was booked right, and everybody else, especially the Miz, who is the, right now the hottest superstar on SmackDown, Hall of Famer. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that. All right, <laughs> but still, like I said. <laughs> And the thing is, right now, if this was if they built them more, those if they built those people more, okay, that would been fine. They didn't build them more. And you have to realize that it's just like, okay, well, who I respect AJ Styles enough to give him a high profile match, but from a management standpoint, I don't see anyone who can give him that high profile match. So let me push a high profile spot fest person. At least he'll have a high profile match at a big event. The, the one thing I can say about this is that as much as I don't like it, I am very much intrigued on how this match is going to go. It's, it's going to be bananas. I know Shane is going to get hurt, but I, I don't know. I don't, I'm just going to say before we even jump off the topic that I do not like the booking. I am. I do not like that. This is what AJ is subjected to. And, and for storyline purposes, it doesn't make sense because WrestleMania is not about storylines to me. It's about Making matches happen on the grandest stage, no matter if it makes sense or not, it's just supposed to make dollars. Big Show versus Shaq has no storyline <laughs> to it at all. Um, and I mean, that's just one example. I mean, Kyle, obviously, you know, you have the battle rolls, you have this women's every every woman in the locker room match that's gonna happen on SmackDown. There's no storyline really there. I mean, things are gonna manifest after us, but again, like this is WrestleMania season, this is where things end and new stuff begin. So it doesn't matter at the conclusion of what happens and how does it work. It just happens. Here's the, here's the one thing I do want to add before we switch to the next topic. This may be the first time in a while where you have the boss that's actually the face in this instant, and you have the employee that's actually the heel. A lot of the times when we have this same type of dynamic, it's always the boss the heel. So I'm going to just say wait and see method. See how it builds up for the storyline. That comment that you just made about make sure you have big matches or money-making matches instead of story. Mm-hmm. Because this can go in a different way that we don't expect. I, I I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. I see what you're saying, but at the end of the day, I don't see this as a heel versus face match. I honestly see this as a 
face versus face match. I don't I can't buy AJ Styles as a heel as much as much as we want him to be a heel. But that's what it is. It is. He's gonna have heelish ways. Definitely next couple of weeks. I have heelish ways, but the way and this is the thing, I guess this is where the the crowd is just you know what I'm saying mixed on it in the simple fact that they're gonna cheer for him as a face. You know, the blurred line between heels and faces is something we could talk about for an entire episode. Yeah. The WWE Universe gets behind who they want to, no matter the booking. The fact exactly. that Roman Reigns gets, um, I mean, I'm sorry, Braun Strowman gets, thank you, Braun, cheers. <laughs> when he faces Roman Reigns, it's the pure epitome of how the universe gets behind whoever they want. That is a monster heel. He should never get cheers. Yet I like him, and I don't care. I'm cheering for him. Hey, quick note. Let's go back to that. I'm going to say this. Fast Lane was not a good pay-per-view to me. And in a sense, the Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns match was the best match on that card. I think so. A lot of it, the, a lot of the other matches, I was barely trying to keep my eyes open, but I think so. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Fastlane. Note, note that we did not preview it. I don't want to talk about Fastlane. It was, it, Fastlane has been trashed the last two years for me. Yeah. Well, you know, D Wayne had to get his boo in there a little bit. No, so I got it. We'll we'll get the Roman. We'll get the Roman in a little bit. Have we ever said that? Have we ever thought that Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns would be the best match of a card? Man, the card was bad. Fastlane as the title, you know, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, here's here's an email that I just that that I just got. That's not fun. Your yearly pro unlimited plan will renew in fourteen days for SoundCloud. <laughs> Uh, somebody, somebody else, uh, somebody always wants some some dollars, huh? Anywho, Silly Sellers has already told me that he has not seen Talking Smack. Dwayne, please tell me you saw Talking Smack Tuesday night. Unfortunately, I didn't. Can you just give me a summary? The Miz, the Miz, the Miz is doing the Miz things. He, you, ever since you know the first epic. Uh, fallout from talking smack with him against Daniel Bryan, it picks up right where it leaves off. And the Miz pretty much spends eight minutes about John Cena. He he personally attacked John Cena and uh, basically uh, um, responded back to John Cena's comments about how the Miz copies and steals everything. Where he said, you want to talk about stealing stuff, let's talk about John Cena's first uh, first gimmick. He said he looked. He came out looking like uh, that that typical white boy who had an identity crisis back in the nineties and didn't know if they wanted to be Vanilla Ice or Eminem. He talked about John Cena stealing his finisher. He talked about how he he took Brie Bella from Dolph Ziggler, and he said he talked about how um, he stole his T-shirt design from a beer company. He said all of that. He said that. Um, John Cena is manipulative no matter how he's booked or how he runs the company. People get behind it. It's all phony. He says stuff like, you know, it's funny how John Cena can make his match against Carmella and, and James Ellsworth and don't even have to run it by anybody. He's just, he makes his own matches and you got to sign off on it. He talks about how um, John Cena is jealous of him and Maurice, how they have an organic relationship where John Cena seems all robotic and he 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 spends a lot of time on that. A lot of good stuff there. But then Daniel Bryan comes to defend him to an extent. And then the Miz is pretty much says stuff like, 
they're never going to let you wrestle because of your head and um for you to say like um you know he, he first of all he was saying like how is daniel bryan back in john cena when you he wasn't even there when john cena debuted and if anybody knows about the struggle to getting into the WWE or the challenges of people, you know, of becoming somebody within the WWE or b- becoming a shell in the WWE, you know, how, how the effort and the, the pain and struggling that you, that you really go through. But, you know, John Cena basically tried to say like, he almost got fired within a couple of months of being in there, but he was like, who, who was he fooling? Like ever since he's been with the company, he's been the favorite. He got the endorsement by Kurt Angle and the Undertaker hit on his debut. And then the men's like, he never got that. He's a Dan Bryan never got a co-chair. So it's a lot of good stuff. But nonetheless, like I said, the, the bottom line is that the men's went at him and basically was like, they're never going to let you wrestle because of your head. And then Daniel Bryan basically said, well, we're going to see what happens in a year and a half, which alluded to when his contract is up. And it's pretty hard to really talk on this discussion considering that you guys haven't seen it, which I'm a little bit disappointed about. So you definitely got to go see it. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make this short and sweet. Do we see Daniel Bryan return wrestling in a year and a half? Because he no. advocated about it, and I don't care if it's in WWE. Do we see him wrestling again? Period. No. no. And the reason why you're about to become a dad, and when you become a dad, that's going to change your whole lifestyle. Where, in my opinion, speaking as a married man, not a family man yet, but speaking as a married man, when your wife has that kid, and you're going to be one be part of that kid's everyday life. You want to have a schedule that's conducive to your family time, especially what you and your wife are trying to do. And I think that's why he does not wrestle. And Brie, I think Brie, Brie Bella has also said that she officially is not really retired. And and she can always say that because you get that itch, you know, when, when you stop playing or you stop coaching for a while, you get that itch to come back. But in my opinion, just describing of how D Wayne has talked about his son, when you, when you have a kid that comes into your life, your perspective changes. And of course he could say that right now because it's, it's a hot thing to say and you're trying to come back against the Miz and you want to fulfill that, that destiny that you always live for and having those moments. Again. But I, I just really think in the lifestyle you have to think about is your life more important now for wrestling or is it more important for your family? So I, as a personal aspect, I really think he doesn't return. So here's my thing. I think he does return. And here's the thing. I feel like here, and the tricky part about this, doctors have cleared them and WWE hasn't. Ching ching. So my thing is, they did. If something happens, they didn't want to take the responsibility. Whereas he went. There was the liability. (laughs) So technically speaking, like he went to multiple diaper doctors, and they all cleared him. Mm -hmm. So so what so what are you doing? Are you making sure that he's hit one percent before you put him in the ring? Do you want to take that risk? Like I see him. I don't care if you have a a kid or not. If wrestling is your dream and wrestling in your life, I don't care what you say. You, you have to be selfish in a sense because you want to be happy. If you're not achieving your dream in some way, some some shape, somehow, then you can't progressively be happy. And when you're not happy, you bring that into the house. I a billion percent agree. And here's something else that I take from this too. Dan Bryan had this WrestleMania moment, which a lot of wrestlers like to as their big like. Their big omnipotent goal to have that moment and then they'll satisfy. Dan Bryan had arguably one of the best WrestleMania moments ever. And he's still not satisfied. And he's already he's already opened up about his depression on um t- Total Bellas and uh whatever the other one, Total Divas. So it's a real life thing. He's already succeeded to be 
on the plateau in WWE and he's still not he's still not happy. Therefore, to have that moment, and I also think for him to have a kid or and to have a family, to be married, to be with Bree, to have all of that, still doesn't satisfy him until he gets back in the ring to prove it to people that he can do it. But it hold could, on, it it could be a short man complex or whatever it could be. Cause I mean he's been he's been basically told no his entire career. But he did everything that everybody said he couldn't do. And I feel like he has more to prove. And he and he, he doesn't want people to feel like because of his injury that that he was just lost potential. And I I mean, come on now. This goes across the board in every sport. <laughs> Michael Jordan said he could come back and play at 40 years old or whatever old he was. I'm, I'm, uh, I forget. Just to say he could run up and down the court. Couldn't get buckets like he used to. But he was giving you, the, uh, he was giving you a mean 15. So people but, do it. Peyton Manning did it. Tom Brady's going to do it. Everybody's going to continue until they absolutely want to stop. Brett Favre is the epitome of this as well. But you said one important thing to change. When you asked your question, you said a year and a half. A year no. and a half. A, yeah, a year and a half is when he's, he's not contracted on the WWE. He will, he will do something. He's not, he's not going to just be like, okay. I mean, look, we know, I'm not really sure how far along Bree is. So I'm sure that's going to happen at some point. Oh, yeah. And then he'll probably remove himself off TV for a little bit. But I think that uh, in a year and a half, even two years, I just think that's too short of a year. Because Daniel Bryan's not no spring chicken either. He'll be approaching his uh, late 30s by that time. I think he'll actually be 38 in two years because he'll be 36 now. I think he's born in 81. I am about to, I'm about to look that up. And he's, he's not a spring chicken. So he really needs to consider of what his health is like even though he's been cleared by doctors, that's like saying if somebody had like 20 concussions, uh-huh. Steve Young, he's cleared by doctors to play football, but really does he need to play football again? I mean, he, he just really has to think about it. And I think the year and a half, two years when his contract up is not enough time. He's 35 too, so yeah. A couple of years, he was born 81, right? So this year he'll be 36. Yep, yep. yep. He's not a spring I- chicken. I know how people feel about injuries and, you know, you got to take the best precaution by whatever manner, but I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy and I would like to see him give one more good run. Period. Yeah, I think. And, and, and let's, let's not forget, you got people like the undertaker still wrestling. Different story. Still wrestling. What do you mean? Different story. No Man, long injuries have the undertaker ever, ever had. D-Wayne. No D-Wayne. That picture that Lee, and you were the one that said it about yes. the undertaker. And he was on crutches, and everybody was writing him off because it was like he was looking like he's on his last limb. I saw it. He looked. He looked bad. He looked um, bad. let's not forget about the Undertaker that got taken out in an ambulance at WrestleMania. <laughs> let's not forget about that one. But still, and, and, to, and to this day, everybody still wants him to wrestle. You know what? As long as, as long as you have an itch, it's going to happen. Even in football, if you have an itch, if you can have all the concussions in the world. If you have an itch and you want to do you going to do what you got to do, man. You're going to do what you want to do. And I think that Daniel Bryan still has an itch. And he's going to scratch it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Agree, with it. Don't agree with it. Don't and, agree with any, it. Anyway, I want to revisit this um, at some point. I really want you guys to watch talk, the Talking Smack uh, video. It is on our Facebook page. So if anybody listening in uh, have not seen it, make sure you check it out. Just to, you could get straight to the point. Or if you, know, if you spent your $9.99, go ahead and uh, check it out on the network, but it's a good segment, and the Miz does what he does. He's 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 great, and you know what? When the Miz had his um, WWE Championship run, if he had any of this type of speaking abilities that he had has now, 
Jeez. Probably would have been one of the best uh, WWE title runs of all time. Because I, I think he did have it from that time, but he just didn't get a chance to shine it like he did. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I think that just comes with, I think that just comes with the job. He's just been better overall. He's he's been stellar on Mike. I mean, even Jericho's really stellar on Mike. But you're not gonna say the WCW Cruiserweight days Jericho was half as good as he is now. You know? Oh no, no. It takes it takes it takes it takes some time and you know getting accustomed to the shell and then, like you said you got somebody like John Cena running around who can not be touched and you know you're not that guy so you're not going to take your chances but I don't know man I saw something saying that the Miz was uh, probably going to be in the doghouse after what happened and I hope that's not so but we'll, we'll see. But by, by the way, even though this is not on our things to talk about list, I'm not a fan of that match either. The Miz. This match is going to be more about Maurice than it is about The Miz. I hope so. If they let Maurice, I'm talking about Divas title run, Maurice, get in that ring and not just be a pawn to be to be squashed by Nikki Bella, no it way. should be good. But I have I do not have confidence in that because there's so much on the line when it comes down to John Cena and John Cena's girlfriend. You got total Bella's tapings probably happening, the storylines yeah. moving forward. E probably wrote a check to sponsor this match. It's gonna it's gonna be a complete mess if you ask me. Oh, I, say it again. What is she doing as now? John Cena's girlfriend. Thank you. No, <laughs> on purpose. On purpose, there. On purpose, there. I think my early prediction is that the Miz is gonna be the talk piece and the promo king throughout this whole feud, but Maurice will take the pin and take the win for the team. It doesn't even matter. They're gonna lose, <laughs> and the and and Johnson and his girlfriend are not even going to be blemished. Oh, they're going to be blemished. They're going to lose. The men at this who, moment. Who's going to lose? Who's going to lose? I, I don't see them losing at all. Matter of fact, oh, Johnson and Nikki Bella. Johnson is going to lose. Yes, John. No, Nikki Bella is going to take the pin, and the team is going to lose. So. I, Maurice is going to pin Nikki Bella, whatever the finish is, or maybe tap out, whatever. The Miz and Maurice will get the win. I can guarantee it. I will put money on it. Sources closer, to, sources close to me have said that the conclusion of this match is basically the building up for John Cena to propose to Nikki Bella on Total Bellas, because it's all about Maurice saying that she's never going to get one of these. And I totally agree. First of all, this is the first time they have been able to display their relationship on TV. Yeah. So it's only building to something else way beyond our thinking. And all I can think about is E and Total Bellas and how this little few build up for John Cena finally to propose to her and also take a leave of absence. Both of them take a leave of absences. Like this, it, this has way bigger implications than, than wrestling. Than WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't see the losing at all. This is, this is horrible. This, this is horrible. This is this is a money making. This is a money making match for them. I don't see them losing. I gotta say that I'm not mad to not be going to WrestleMania, but uh, based upon me hearing the rumor matches for NXT Takeover Orlando, I am mad that I won't be seeing that live. But these matches for WrestleMania, I'm totally fine with not seeing for real. Like I I, I don't mind roaming around my house doing other stuff while it's on, but I'd be pretty mad if I had to be stuck in the seat. Not really wanting to deal with crowds, waiting in the long line for bathrooms just to see that match become uh, uh, E Inter- Entertainment Television sponsors John Cena and his girlfriend versus Mike Demiz and his wife Maurice. 
I'm a, you know what? You know what, Dwayne? I won't even be surprised if Maurice and the men's are erased from total total divas next season. Of this, like that's how bad I think this is going to be. Or to show this WrestleMania match is going to build more to show. This WrestleMania match has more things to do with mainstream building. You're building up the character of the Miz. You're bringing back Maurice to wrestle. I think it's a reason you just don't bring Maurice back. Who's a, a pretty to what with that? Fellas, fellas, this has nothing to do with the Miz at all. This is all about John Cena and Nikki Bella. No, no. no. Dwayne, yeah, this is all about John Cena. <laughs> Nobody else. This, this, you want to know why? There's nothing for John This, this, You know one why? Because John Cena has already declared that he wants to do more in Hollywood. And mm-hmm. WWE can make money off this. Can I, can I tell you something else, Dwayne? Who's- let me let me tell you something. I'm a, I'm about to pull a Mauro Ronaldo uh plug in real quick. You know how Mauro always like to uh, plug in pop culture, so I'm gonna do the same thing. So you heard about um Remy Ma basically apologizing to um, Nicki Minaj about the whole beef and how she wanted to do a record together because Nicki Minaj allegedly contacted Nas about copyright infringement of her using the Ether beat, so she can't make money off of it. So she came to terms with it because she don't want to get that lawsuit. She can't perform at concerts. There's no money to be made off of it. So she just said, let's squash this and let's just be friends. John Cena, as the Miz alluded to on Talking Smack, is the biggest hypocrite. You do all this about part-time wrestlers, all this, you're full-time, you're back, blah, blah, blah. Yet, you apologize to The Rock about cutting that promo about how he, as soon as he got a chance, he's going to run to Hollywood and you're doing the same thing. All that tells me is that you're not trying to mess up your connect because as far as I'm concerned, Dwayne The Rock Johnson made the most money in 2016 on the Forbes list, which means he's well-connected everywhere he goes. Everybody wants him. He's doing what John Cena wants to do that. He's doing his little tour on the Kids (laughs) Choice Awards and hosting the ESPYs, but he's not on the Rock level. He's not going to make the rock money. So why are you going to, you're not going to put your foot in your mouth off of an old promo that you cut that you know is going to resurface. So he, apologize. He saw those Hollywood paychecks. It's like, he not, <laughs> duh. And he's, he said, look, I'm not going to put my foot in my mouth in this scenario. He's the mass manipulator, as The Miz said. Quite frankly, I am more of The Miz fan have I ever been after listening to that. You, you guys were listening. You, you better listen. I ain't going to say a lot. I saw those Hollywood checks too. I would be like John Cena apologizing. Yep, yep. <laughs> because it's so much play right now. Look, I, we're not in Hollywood, but I'm, I'm almost sure if people find out that a certain somebody wants to come into Hollywood and you're dissing the main guy in Hollywood, you're not coming through the door. You're not. It's, it's, it's just that simple. But <laughs> y'all got to watch that. I can't emphasize it enough. Let's move to the next topic real quick. Um, Broken Matt Hardy, who is arguably the hottest wrestler right now in any promotion, um, is him and Brother Nero are the always tag team championships, which this week they will be putting them up against the line against um, the Young Bucks, the, the Bucks of Youth, as they call them. But nonetheless, um, uh, Broken Matt Hardy was stopped by TMZ, where they pretty much were uh, just wrestling fans, and they was just saying stuff how they wanted to see him return to WWE. They wanted to know, have they been in discussions? And again, Matt Hardy does what Matt Hardy does, and he told Vince McMahon if he tried anything crazy behind the scene that he would come to WWE and delete them, 
which is also another good thing that you need you guys need to see I've, it's also posted on our facebook group if you haven't got a chance to see it yet but nonetheless broken mac hardy who jumped ship from which was last known as tna now all only known as impact wrestling right before things got shaky um as far as as far as uh the rumors been saying that jeff jarrett wanted more control over the uh over the broken matt hardy and brother nero gimmick and i'm sure that has some contractual stuff to deal with because immediately after that broken mac hardy went to copyright his name with that so you know that's all implications with monies and business and stuff like that um we've heard over the months about uh uh broken matt hardy and brother nero eventually raiding roh it didn't happen just for them to to claim the tag team championships and the door is pretty much open for them to go anywhere. He said he's talked to every top promoter all over the world, and he and he has a chance to do whatever he wants to do. Um, I definitely expect to see him in WWE at some point. But the the question is right now, like, what is ever going? Who who can stop them right now? They're so hot, they're so over everywhere. The delete chance, all the promoters want him. What what's who can stop them, and what's ultimately next for them? If 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 you you know if you agree with the WWE move or whatever you think it may be. All right, so here's the thing. They're so high. I like them. They're great. But who can stop them? One word. Two words. Actually, three. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as if they ever come back, that's where it's going to stop. Now, let me say this. Well, the person we asked you a question to, James, who did I say was my wrestler of the year last year? Broken Matt Hardy. Broken Matt Hardy. Now, what he is doing right now is building his brand up with him and Brother Nero so high that nobody's going to stop it, not even Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Because what you can't stop him from doing is getting these TMZ interviews. What you can't stop him from doing is using all these other websites and other promotions to talk about WWE or talk about anybody else because right now he's an independent person. See him doing is being somebody like a Chance the Rapper in WWE and when you become like a chance to rapper in, excuse me, no, of wrestling, not of WWE, when you become a chance to rapper of wrestling where you're independent, you can shoot on anybody and anything or any type you want to because you don't belong to anybody. So nobody's going to be able to stop you. And this is the biggest thing to have his personal promos where he can shoot on anybody when he wants to and nobody can stop that. He can have a promo of WWE where he's having a feud with WWE. He doesn't even have to step foot in their ring. That's how powerful he's going to be. And if Matt Hardy gets enough, you know, build up and things like Jeff Jarrett has done where people are starting their own wrestling promotions, Matt Hardy is going to be a very, very brilliant and a very, very rich man when it comes to these wrestling promotions. Uh, as, as of right now, he said he has the richest always contract, uh, him and Brother Nero ever, which the Young Bucks who just resigned uh, right around the time AJ Styles got signed to WWE – uh, had the riches. Now they obtain. They now have the highs and uh, the biggest contract ever, the which reason, is a lot. The reason why I said Vince Kennedy McMahon because if they ever come back to WWE, he basically has creative. He can do whatever he wants. Technically, not necessarily. Yes, that that is that that is my concern. I I like him in the matter of how he's maneuvering now on the indie scene. Cutting promos to whomever, whenever, wherever, and you get you you get back in the system, you become a product of it. I mean, Gallows and Anderson is a prime example of how dominant you can be in another promotion and come to WWE and job about a whole year before you even smell the go 
and pretty much didn't look strong at all. No matter even their promos didn't even match their mouth. Like we're here about making money and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that even didn't seem legit. Like, but that's the thing though, but they don't need WWE. What the happens is WWE would need them. And I bet you that Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Neil can control their contracts and negotiations so well that they can make sure they get themselves a lucrative deal that's going to be like a Brock Lesnar S. This can be like a Goldberg S because they'll have that type of leverage of who they are. If they're not going to get what they want from WWE, they're not going to sign. They've been through WWE both as a tag team and individuals, so they know what it's like to be on the top. I mean, Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy was a WWE champion. Matt Hardy was a U.S. champion, but Matt Hardy has grown way beyond that now. So if they're not going to give him what he needs, why does he need to go to WWE? Hey, this is the thing. In order to make money, you give up something. If WWE can give them the money, they're going to give up something. I well, it, it won't be his name because he's trying to copyright that baby right now. And if it he won't if, be the same, but they'll give up something. The question is, what are they going to give up? I will say this. I will say this. That if and you bring up a one heck of a point. The one thing that the broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero right now is failing to do is to sell merch, and you get put in a WWE machine. They will merch it out for you. If he has control of his name, if he is given a legit run, maybe he, maybe he, um, maybe he uh, does his merch di- uh, deal a little bit different, a little bit different than how maybe Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles does theirs. Maybe he gives a little bit on that note, but nonetheless, that's really the only benefit I could see them going to WWE because if they get in, the, if the creative tries to. Uh, work their magic with something that's been so hot that's not really uh, pretty much able to be contained, it's not going to go good. I mean, you almost have to go and let them be like the New Day, but with, with a way better, I ain't going to say a way better gimmick, but just a, a different aspect of how they're going to cut promos. And, and, and But they have to be able to be themselves, which they are. Exactly. They're trying to do what CM Punk couldn't do. And if they can get onto the point where they can be the top guys and do what they want to do and have their contracts, they're going to do that. But once again, they don't need WWE. They're not striving for money. They don't need WWE to make them famous, even though they can use WWE for merch. I bet you they really want it to. They can find some independent way to make their merch too. Yeah. And, yeah. and actually going back to Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is trying to do what they're doing too, except Matt Hardy and, and Jeff Hardy are using the stereotype or the prototype of what you need to do to do that. And once again, if they can prove that they can become better than WWE, you won't need them. I mean, WWE doesn't, I mean, excuse me, they won't need WWE. WWE would make their way to try to get them on there the way they want to. I, I look, wherever they go, there'll be a following. Um, I'd be really curious to see how this all plays out. But for right now, um, they'll be live on the iPay-Per-View for ROH this Friday, I think at 9 o'clock. So uh, obviously we won't be able to watch because we'll be at Nova Pro, but I'll check it out the next day. But I expect for them to still do wonderful things moving forward for the wrestling world. Like, I don't think this is over. I think I think they will make, sort of say, a Cody Rose world tour all over different promotions. I mean, they already won the MCW championship. So they're not done. They're not going to just turn that all in to be in WWE. But I will say this. If they able to break the machine in WWE and do some crazy stuff like bring ROH's belts over to NXT or anything, man, I, it, it, it'll, it'll be the it'll be the opening that we all been waiting for. A lot of these fantasy matches that they like to say we've been wanting to see, if they can break their contract structure to 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 do something like like that, it'll be amazing. 
But this is the thing I'll have to say is they what they're doing right now is is uh, setting a precedent. What they're doing right now is grateful what they're doing. Yeah. But I'm gonna say is this. There's a difference between between being independent famous and WWE famous. Don't forget that. They were already WWE famous before. They don't need WWE for that again. Yeah. No, yeah. So they were WWE famous before. But it's the same WWE now. It doesn't matter if it no, was they, they are wrestling legends. Yeah. That's what they are. <laughs> but we also gotta think about it. There's still a difference between being famous what they are now, which they are very famous, and being WWE famous, which can make them even more famous. Yeah, we'll, we'll make them more money. But you oh. know, when you talk about <laughs> WWE famous, all you're talking about is this new generation of kids watching wrestling. You're not yeah, talking about the casual yeah. fans. You're not you're not talking about anybody like like at the age of maybe what, like 18 and up. No, I'm talking about the new generation of fans, which Vincent Kenny McMahon and the the whoever takes over is going to give it to us. Look, look, I said this numerous times, and Silly Suds already knows what I'm going to say. You put them in the WWE, and you let them do the delete signal mm-hmm. and chat, it's over. Because when you do anything with your hands, it goes over. So these little kids are going to be like, delete? I can actually say this word? And I can do this? I can do this? It's over. They're, they're going to be so over, it's going to be ridiculous. Of course. But D Wayne, don't forget that the uh I'm, all I'm WWE, saying is, Oh, go ahead, D Wayne. All I'm saying is in order to get back to WWE, if they ever choose to get back to WWE, which hopefully they don't. I hope they don't. But if they ever do, they they have to give up something. The question is where they're gonna give up. Yeah, it won't but be the gimmick. It won't be the gimmick. I'm, why why even come if you're not gonna if you're not gonna I don't think it's gonna be the gimmick, but it's gonna be something. And then, and, then, and they will get the tag team championships because they get there. Anybody gets a chance with that. And, they, and, and depending on what show he goes to, if it goes to Raw, they don't mean anything. At least go to SmackDown. Where, well, uh, I take that back because SmackDown didn't even have a tag team match this week. So who knows? The thing that I like right now is that they have creative control. That's all they got to do. Let's um, don't, forget, don't forget this. One. Let me end it on this note. Wrestling is not like the NFL, which is the only show in town. It's more like the NBA, where you can do just as well overseas that you would in the NBA. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this real quick. The Goldberg versus Kevin Owens match was happening at Fast Lane, which everybody knew what was going to happen. It's been rumored for months, so <laughs> it is what it is. Squash match. Goldberg goes over. He's he's had a dominant run since he's been back, and a lot of people have been praising it. Eric Bischoff being one of them, um, or Vince Russo, one of them, was pr- both actually praised for taking a chance of doing such. I have a huge problem with with this. Not not so much with Goldberg going over because I'm I'm you know it's it's cool. First of all, Sting didn't get this type of love, so I'm I'm in my feelings about that. I'm in my feelings about that. All you see, Sting, you see Sting back there. He's he's mad. Matter of fact, I need to move Sting on top of Roman Reigns. That I don't I don't think that should be the way it is. <laughs> I need to I need to change that. But look, I I. I don't like that. This was what, what was supposed to happen with Sting, but nope. in better matches. But whatever. No, I'm not talking about that because I don't want anybody to disagree. You're just going to like that, that one, okay? We'll do that for you. Yes. Sting is- That's right. Ke- Goldberg goes over Kevin Owens ultimately to to take the Universal Championship um, into WWE, um, into WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. 
here's here's one though. Goldberg is now the second longest uh has the second longest reign with the uh Universal Championship, which is which is hilarious to me. Um and <laughs> there's been no contract talks about Goldberg being extended past this, so I I guess this is it. Goldberg, I mean uh uh Brock Lesnar beats him and carries huh. it in, into SummerSlam, I guess, right? I mean not necessarily. Um I can see Goldberg winning and then retiring. And then we have a new blood. Maybe you have a, a championship scramble. Maybe you have a battle royal, something like that for the belt again. He's not going to retire. I mean, he, he will make an epic, like, walking out, but he's not going to retire. Anyway, he's going to have one heck of an interest at WrestleMania. I can't wait for that. And, I, and, and you know, this match hopefully won't be another little quick squash match. But look, two questions. Let's just make this short and sweet. Ultimately, how do you see this playing out? And also, why is it that people have problem with Goldberg squashing, as they say, a new generation wrestler in Kevin Owens, but everybody wants the Undertaker to beat Roman Reigns? That's 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 real easy. I'll, I'll go ahead and start this first. Um, first of all, how the match is going to go? I think it's going to be like a no disqualification match where you're going to have Goldberg look vulnerable at first, but then have a comeback win. And then Brock just, like, leaves him alone, and we, we see this feud go away. Um, and the reason why you have an upset match with, uh, with fans as far as um, Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens is truly the face, and Roman Reigns is really the heel when you talk about adult wrestling fans. And when you have adult wrestling fans are tired of Roman's gimmick making him John Cena 2.0, you're going to have people resent that. And you're going to like Kevin Owens and wish he has a class to match against Goldberg. One thing that we will say about uh, Hall of Famers, or not even Hall of Famers per se, but veterans that come back and like go over the guys that are hot. Thinking I'm referring referring to Royal Rumble when CM Punk lost to The Rock. It was a good match, and even though CM Punk lost to The Rock and everybody knew The Rock was going to win, it was still a decent enough showing where CM Punk held his own in losing. Kevin Owens didn't even get that chance, and I think when Goldberg has these uh, squash matches and stuff like that, it gets old quick because you want to see Goldberg wrestle. You don't want him to see you do two moves and out. Two moves and out. It, it gets tiring after a while. Or unbelievable in a way. And I think that's just really pure to the adult wrestling thing. I don't have an issue with that. I mean, shit. I thought it was just... Dwayne. I thought it was just showing how dominant he is. I mean, if you want to build Goldberg as this monster, he has to, he has to do what he has to do. Um, how do I see this playing out? Um, I see Goldberg losing. Brock Lesnar carrying the title. And we're going to see finally... The rematch that's been talked about for the past few years, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Okay. I can get with that. I can get with that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with D Wayne all the way on that one. <laughs> Nothing else to add. But I'm anyway, like, but I just don't understand why people why are people upset with Goldberg going over Kevin Owens, but they want the Undertaker to go over Roman Reigns. It's the same scenario. You got two old guys going over two old guys facing younger guys, new generation guys, and it's a bias about people like, oh, this is supposed to be the new era. You're supposed to not letting these uh, part-timers squash these, you know, these these season new, the season new generation of people. But there's a bias. So I'm just going to ask this real quick. It's, with this Undertaker versus Roman Reigns thing that's happening that I'm not even really pressed about, and I can't believe they forced it down our throat to say, like, who is, who, who yard is this now? And they both look at the sign. It's so cheesy to me, but Nonetheless, it's happening. It's been rumored. It's hap- It's, it's going to happen. But is this officially the time that creative finally have 
like mustered up enough guts to say, all right, guys, let's turn him heel. Does this happen now? Did we legitimately get the real legit heel turn? No, no, he will still be who he is and people will hate him naturally, but he's still going to be the face. Roman is going to win this match. And once again, it's going to get booed. But it's the fact that it's like a passing the torch match. I really expect this to be Undertaker's last match. And if Undertaker loses, it's not going to hurt him because he already lost before. So by Roman winning, of course, it would be the ultimate pass over that I beat the Undertaker. He's not going to strub it down people's throat like I'm the – he's just going to be like, I'm the guy. Oh, Dwayne, please. I don't even – I don't agree with nothing this guy just said. Come on. Come on. I, I, I'm sorry to tell you that, but I, I agree with Seven's. Thank you. Somebody gives me on something tonight. <laughs> I don't think I don't think as mad as we want to, I don't see how he can have a heel turn right now. I think that oh. now I think that right now him being the Undertaker is gonna happen. And unless he does something heelish like what beautiful for chair then they blow, blow. something, which I doubt he's he's gonna do because I think that they want him to beat the Undertaker cleanly. Very I just don't see the heel turn. I think he's going to beat him, and he's going to have the same gimmick. I'm the guy. Oh, boy. Man, look. First of all, Roman Reigns going over Braun, uh, Braun Strowman was – was this didn't make no sense to me. Braun Strowman didn't have no business this week. Um, So, obviously, he goes to win the battle the, – under the giant uh, battle royal, memorial battle royal. So, you have Roman go over Braun Strowman to say he can beat the big guy, the tough guy. So you have him versus the Undertaker because you're trying to say that the Undertaker is ultimately the biggest tough guy out there. But the Undertaker and his health, I don't think you could put on a type of match like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair did to never give up type of thing to ultimately let him retire. So if Roman Reigns wins, it has to go down that line. But I just don't think physically he's capable of doing that. Nor do I really want to see it booked that way because what do you mean the passion of the torch? And if he, he retires, you have never had John Cena versus The Undertaker. Well, but th- this is the thing. I keep hearing, and this, this is not the first, this, this is not the first time that I've heard the passing torch. I hear that this match is a passing of a torch match. Okay, <laughs> first of all, first of all, let me just blow your minds real quick. The Undertaker retires where he lost his first match. He faces Brock Lesnar next year. At, uh, in um, New Orleans, WrestleMania. Now tell me you don't agree with that. Nope. And then he retires. Nope. Nope. I disagree co-heartedly. Sunset in Florida. Orlando, that will be it. Okay, well, if he retires, you really think they're going to pass up the opportunity for him to face one more time at the place he lost? Nope. The only time he's lost. Yeah. Not redeem himself? This, 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 is what I, this is what I think. I think that if now, if he doesn't retire this year, then his last match is going to be next year versus John Cena, and that's it. Yep, no more Brock. You see no more him and Brock, none. You don't see Brock Lesnar touch him. Oh, because why? He's too dangerous? Not even that. Just It's, it's been done too many times. It's that that Survivor Series match, that was it. He had okay. That. Whatever. I, I don't, I don't, look, I don't have – the Undertaker on my want to watch list right now, so I don't I don't care how it's done. But it's, <laughs> the passing of the torch thing is foolishness to me. You have the bet, you have the person that carried the WWE through the Monday Night Wars, and you're talking about passing it to Roman Reigns, the people of somebody that the fans came to get behind. Okay, yeah, right. 
Yeah, right. If the passing of the torch is going to happen, it needs to happen to somebody that's well, well more deserved. And it, I, it, I don't think it's this guy that people can't get behind because he got the shot up up through the company by Vince McMahon, who probably won't even be in charge of the company after a while. So that, that's that's your answer right there. You pass a Vince guy to a Vince guy. Exactly. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so uh, let's get ready to wrap up the show. Let's make a few announcements. Um. As you know, for all our fans that's been riding with us for like, I don't know, the years. This is, I don't know. I always get confused with the date. I think we debuted it 2014 in yep. March. Yep. No, no, May. May, I mean, yes. So uh, for the people that rode with us last year, you know, we had our our big old belt. March Madness, W. Uh, excuse me, wrestling theme song bracket where uh, members of the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast picked all our favorite theme songs throughout the whole wrestling world and each week we went about going through rounds basically in parallel with how um the ncaa runs their march madness we're picking um our best our favorite our favorite themes going until we crowned the champion uh the week of wrestlemania so uh for the people who's not familiar with how it works again we um and also we'll be partnering up with uh the three black geeks who also will be picking things with us so um, we'll all pick about, I don't know, we all picked a, a number of, of songs. We'll randomize them. Each week we'll talk about how we like what song. And again, it's just the theme. It's not the entrance. So you're not going to say like, you know, Finn Balor because he comes out and doesn't know. It's just the theme. And we can speak to how the theme fixed the person, you know, who whoever whoever did the, th- the, the song and uh, whatever it may be. So Definitely look forward as we will release our brackets um, at the end of this week, um, this weekend. I'm sorry. So um, anybody that wants to get in and make their, you know, their appeal for whoever they think or they like or just, you know, want to get on the fun, just let us know. But it's it's fun. Uh, check out our episodes from last year if you want to see how it was. I think we crowned the winner as being Edge's. Um, what's the name of Edge thing? Sally? Oh, I can't even think off the top of my head. I can look it up for you real quickly. But metal. what? Metalingus. Yes, yes. Uh, Edge won last year for 2015, so we'll see who won. Who who will win 2016? I'm I'm not going to let Silly Sully sabotage it as he tries to ride Cody Rhodes the entire time, no matter what. I think he had Cody Rhodes beating like Goldberg, the Ultimate Warrior. Like this this guy is silly. This is why he Man. has his name. So. Made it to the elite eight, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, we 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 would not be having no sabotage this year, but yeah, definitely check it out, check us out, and look forward to that. It's definitely fun. It's interactive. Anybody want to join in with us and talk about it a little bit? Definitely hit us up. Uh, fun stuff there. Uh, also, um, we will make a semi announcement about this, and we'll come back into more full detail next week as uh, the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. We are. Um, we are running a charity. Uh, us if you would like to speak more to this, because this is actually Sirius Ellis' second. I'm sorry. This is Sirius Ellis' fifth year, which would be my first year of us running um, a charity. And we'll get the links out to get people if uh, you want to donate. But uh, briefly, Sellers, not to go into too much detail, if you could just uh, speak to the charity and um, how we're going to have it advertised and everything. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me and Two Chains and, and definitely everybody on the podcast, we're all affected by uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, and the charity is called Purple Stride and Purple Stride likes to bring awareness to pancreatic cancer because it is one of the silent killers of the underfunded nine cancers. 
Um, and purple is the theme for pancreatic cancer. So they do walks in around major cities throughout the year. We're going to definitely do the one in D.C. And we're going to definitely put out those links for you. Uh, and if you can help support that cause, that'll be outstanding. Right. I spoke to Mike from Nova Pro. Um, he's also is um, definitely um, cool and uh, supportive of us also um, having and um, advertising this foundation and our fundraiser for. So uh, once we get everything up, anybody that wants to donate, anything helps. Uh, anybody within the DMV area, if you want to join the team and walk, all the information will be there. We'll be all purple out. Um, uh, we're looking forward to a good turnout. It should be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. D-Wayne, you was about to say uh, something? Oh, no. Nah, it's a good cause. I mean, we at the Big Gold Belt Podcast, we um, like to put in place for good causes. So anytime we have a good cause, we like to support each other. That's right. Look, we change our banners all the time, not because it look good, but because that's what we firmly believe in and we support. And we just want to make sure that you guys know besides us just being wrestling fans and talking wrestling and sports and all that stuff we do stuff within the community and you know anybody that's either been affected or just wants to donate be- and you know whatever it is want to donate and they can want to donate and they can't we appreciate the support and encouragement that uh throughout it all for each month you know so uh definitely we will have that out for everybody to um for everybody to who know wants to participate in, in all the other stuff coming forward uh the beginning of next week so look look out for it and finally, we finally get down to what I'm sure um, some of our fans have been waiting for, our local fans in the DMV, and that is our contest with Nova Pro, uh, which we announced on our show this Tuesday with um, featuring uh, Mike, the co-founder of Nova Pro, that, you know, Nova Pro is a really, 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 really cool thing that's happening here as far as wrestling promotions in this area. One heck of a year in 2016, Bouncing back with one heck of a show last month in 2017, just to capitalize with another good show. We're looking for a, 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 a tremendously stacked card coming this Friday. Um, I can't believe that Rachel Ellering and Veda Scott have never faced each other. So do you, you get matches like that, matches you don't even know that you wanted to see, but the first time is going to happen. And you're like, wow, I never thought of that. But you're getting it. And the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast is sponsoring that match. So definitely check us out for that. But for the people who's been a little bit maybe leery of independent wrestling or just scared to chuck up that $20 to go. We wanted to do something special here. So we, we, we ran a, just a plain simple contest and anybody that's never been to Nova pro, all we ask is for you to respond to the post that you want to go follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we're going to bless one person with take uh with their ticket to the show, um, we're gonna make that announcement. Say so is gonna make that announcement. I have to say that I'm the person funding this contest. Say so is the person that has selected the person. So there's no bias here, and it and you know we just we're just trying to get people involved. We we support indie wrestling. We support Nova Nova Pro. That's our partners, and we just want to make sure we get more people to come out. Um, upon announcing the winner. We would get in contact with them or get in contact with us to make sure you heard it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll take a little picture once we get there to show everybody, like, this is real. This happened. We didn't know this person from Adam and Eve, but we just wanted to make sure that we got a fan there. And that's what's happening. So uh, to not waste any more time, Mr. Sir Sedge, have you made your selection, sir? I made my selection. And on behalf of Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, we would like to announce Jay Hilbert as the winner. 
Um, congratulations, Jay, and and thank you for uh, supporting and commenting on the the multiple posts that we had on our Facebook page and Twitter and even through Nova Pro. But Jay Hilbert, you are the winner. All right, and um, again, get in contact with us. Um, I'm not sure if he was selected from Facebook or Twitter, but uh, either way, um, get in contact with us. We'll work it out. Uh, thank you again, Mike King from Nova Pro for coming on with on the show. Uh, we look forward to one heck of a show come Friday. Make sure you're in the building, Annandale Fire Department in Annandale, Virginia. All the details is on at VA Wrestling uh, Twitter page or Nova Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Again, follow the Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. Subscribe. Look, more contests, more fun stuff to, to come. We, we're, we're ready to take the show to a whole nother level. So, you know, if you you ready to be part of the wave, this is the only way to be down. You got to follow us. Come holler at us, okay? Um, any closing marks from my comrades? No, not for me. I'm all good to go. So, yeah, that one, like I said earlier, um, one thing we do believe on this podcast is about giving and basically showing support. So, WrestleMania Sunday, which is April 2nd, is also Lighted Up Blue Day, which is the Autism Awareness Day. So, if you have a blue wrestling shirt, Take a picture and post it on my Facebook page, post it on Twitter. Hit us up, you know, just to show your support. I I got something for that. When we get closer to it, I got something for that. I got some really, really chill, really interactive that we can do with that. I I you're right. I remember um last WrestleMania, I wore my I wore my blue for it. So definitely. Um again, we appreciate everybody that's listening tonight. Um and Again, be sure to, if you're in the DMV area, come out and support Nova Pro Wrestling this Friday as the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast will be in the building. Come holler at us. Come talk to us. Crack a joke. Tell us you heard the show. You know, whatever it may be, um, we'll have all the the the, um, the fun ridges. We, we, we know the, the – the, um, I'm getting my words all tongue-tied. We know everything about the – the, the, sellers. please get, this, get the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll repeat it again as far as what we and if you before we announce the fundraiser and how you can, you know, get involved with it, we have all the information with us. So if you're listening to this and you want to donate, come talk to us. Um we, we are not physically taking money. No, there, not at all. There is links where you can Yes, I think they accept PayPal's, credit cards, all that other good stuff. It's it's all it's we're not collecting money. It's it's all for a better cause, a bigger picture, and you know we're just trying to uh, spread the awareness. So again, this is for two chains, Mister Silly Sellers and D Wayne, the Cena Monster Foul Victim of the Year. <laughs> Holla at us, man! All right, y'all have a good night.